That's a fucking driving song right there. Oh, my God. Merry Christmas, Metallica fans. 72 seasons is here. Welcome into the fourth mother box. I mean, we've been warning you for months that this, this day was coming, that you were going to be inundated with our opinions that you'd never asked for about Metallica's 12th studio album, the brand spanking new, not even 24 hours, on the map, on the streaming services, in your cars, up your ass, to the left, in your ears, in your minds, repeating while you're sitting there at work with your pinky in up your, your mother ass. too. In your mother too. Dear, 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 dear. 72 Seasons is here whether you like it or not. I am Tom Mulgrew. Thank you for joining us into the Fourth Mother Box. Follow us at Fourth Mother Box on Instagram and Facebook and Vero Social. Joining me as always back in Chicago, unfortunately, is Kyle Cosentino. Kyle, how the hell are you today? Well, I am not in Florida, so can I say not good? Yes, you absolutely can say that. Not good is a very, very good answer. But at least we had a new Metallica album this week. Yes. This weekend. Yes, this weekend. Today. Today. I mean, I mean, this is, this, Kyle, this is our Super Bowl. This is, you know, and, and before we get into opinions of this, because this this show, show 102 of the fourth mother box might go down as a very controversial slash, slash epic one, but in all good fun. Um, Kyle was just texting me this yesterday, I believe, before we were, you know, gearing up to go to the global event, and both Kyle and I will talk about that. Um, Kyle's like, this is such an event, you know, like listening to new Metallica music. It happens so infrequently. It feels weird every single time. Isn't that what you were getting at, Kyle? Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, much to process, and maybe for some people it's not a big deal because it's just another band releasing music. But this band has been a big part of our lives. I mean, it it dates all the way back. I mean, for you and I, we were friends in high school. I mean, this oh, yeah. this this is some history here, and. Um, you know, I even remember like just listening to them at ten years old, and it, it just you know the meaning and the impact of this band is is huge for us. So if you if you don't care, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's right. Um, Thank you. But but in any case, like we haven't gotten a lot of al- new albums in our lifetime, and so when it happens, it's a real special event, and just because that's how special this band is for us. Well, so it's really well, well, it's really weird to see, hear new new music from yeah. them, you know? Yeah. It's well, like a big deal. Technically to say we we haven't had new albums in our lifetime is, I mean, Puppets came out like a month we, before you and I were born, so everything after Puppets technically we've been alive well, for. Well, like, <laughs> when we've been like super fans, though. Sure. Because the, the first one that I really remember being released was Saint Anger. Saint Anger, and that was, yeah. 2004, I believe, Three. right? 2003. Three. Okay, 2003. We were in, we were juniors in high school, and I, I mean, I remember. Um, it was during SNM finals. Two. Yeah, I, I personally remember Garage Incorporated being released and SNM being released. I think it was like 98 or something like that. Uh, and, yeah. Um, Reloads 98, but, and then um, SNM was like. 2000 right 99 2000 something like that yeah something like that i had all the old videos like binge and purge and oh, yeah. 
cunning cunning stunts or stunning uh you know yes say it <laughs> some people refer to it yeah. um stunning cunts um and you know i just remember just like watching all this and even snm like i watched i had the video and i must have watched that like a million times you know the dvd of it and it was just such a cool experience and so this is like a really big deal but you know we've had sane anger release when we've been like super fans you know we had Saint Anger release, then later on it was Death Magnetic, yep. and then much later on it was Hardwired uh, to, to Self Destruct, and then now we're getting 72 seasons. Once again, eight years later. Crazy. Just crazy to think so. Um, and the song that you heard open up the fourth mother box today was the first brand new song that Kyle and I heard. When we attended the global event um, last night, which is Shadows Follow. Um, so, <clears throat> Kyle, I just want to dive right deep into this. And I think the best way to approach on how we just dive deep in this discussion about 72 seasons is give our first reactions upon hearing it. Because there's going to definitely be some opinions here this evening so um does that sound good yeah it sounds good all right so i have i wrote mine down and i actually shared these with kyle already but but i want to start first and then i'll hand it to kyle to give her his first like kind of reactions so 72 seasons first thought so this is after we went to the global event um the 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 global theater event and and by the way let's let's just talk about that real quick um you know, regardless of what you thought about the album, this was a really cool way to experience it and listen to it for the first time. Um, as you know, in the intense, and you know, I liked how the band talked about the songs, kind of introduced it. I, I'm glad there wasn't really more filler in all of that. And the one big di- r- issue I had was the fucking movie previews before this. Like, like, come on, let's just cut to the chase, right? Let's just cut to the fucking chase. Get get to the Metallica music and and go. So it's just really cool to see all the music videos that haven't truly debuted yet. There's and Metallica still slow walking them. Um, so experiencing it in a loud movie theater with like-minded people, you know, the crowd was getting rowdy. It was, it was fun. It was fun. So, um, after that experience, um, the first thing I thought about, um, the fifth track on the album, you must burn. As soon as I heard it, it is my favorite off the album as of right now. And it is a top 10 Metallica song for me. Favorite Metallica song. Like right now. Like it's shot that far up. It, it is something hit with that song with me. And I, I'll talk about it a little later. The Black Sabbath influence on this album is everywhere. You hear it. You feel it. And it's in the best ways possible. I have my thoughts about the solos. Um, but we'll talk about that more. But I think. When Kirk shines on here, he shines through his speed. Um, again, I'll I'll say it once and I'll say it again. This album just showed me that Lars is a perfect drummer for Metallica. Um, you can truly hear the new wave of British heavy metal um, also shining very brightly on several tracks of this album, like the Maiden and just just the stuff that Metallica grew up on. Um, 72 Seasons, again, just like every other Metallica album, it is distinctly different from every other album. Like, you you can never really put two together. Maybe you can make an argument for Load and Reload. 
Um, but those are supposed to be like that, you know, for a reason. Um, James is incredibly raw emotion on the album. Um, and you feel it, you hear it. And then certainly last but not least, it's heavy, it's fast. And everything that I connect with that love about this album that's growing on me even more and more and more are bits and pieces of the plates of the things that Metallica does that I love, like the breakdowns and the mid-tempo stuff and the fast stuff. So those are my first initial thoughts. Kyle, what were yours? So I must confess that before the listening event, I actually, I didn't even know I was going to go to the listening event because initially when I saw you know, the times it was like, it seemed like every theater in the area was like seven o'clock on the dot. And so I work at that time and being that, you know, I'm very frugal and, and frequent, uh, the wonderful world of Walt Disney a little bit too much, which are nah. not too much. Just, uh, I like going there and it just happens and whatever, fuck you. So I put, I didn't think I was going to get to go because I, I didn't have the you know time to be able to spare with it. But then earlier yesterday, I saw that, hey, they added more time. So they had like an 8.15 slot out in Orland. And so I, you know, uh, I got tickets and Tim and I went to see it. But before that, Joe actually shared, our buddy Joe shared the album with me. And I fully intended to find it. I know you want to out him like that. (laughs) Yeah, so I full, well, whatever. I mean, it's fine. I mean. (laughs) I fully intend on going to buy the album. It's because it's Metallica and I need to have, I need to have all of them, uh, you know, as a part of your collection, right? Of course. So definitely going to get that. And I was going through it and, you know, yesterday I was in a bit of a dark place. I must confess. I just, you know, sometimes life is great and sometimes it's not. This is one of those times I had fully anticipate that, you know, I will get on the other side uh, soon, but uh, just not really the best day. So listening to it the first time, I'm kind of like thinking, you know, this didn't really hit me right away. And I just wonder, I'm like, is it because I'm in the shittiest of all shit moods? And so I, I don't know. I kind of like thought I didn't really get into it the first time. And I stopped when I realized that we were going to go see it later. I already finished the album at that point, but... I still wanted to go because I think it was, you know, it's a cool experience and I didn't really know what they were going to do, you know? Um, but it was, I really like enjoyed the way they presented it. I mean, I always really like Metallica's way of doing something different all the time. And you don't see this with a lot of bands, a lot of bands, it's really the same shtick, you know, but they always find different ways to introduce music or do, do things that it's really cool. And, You know, even my thoughts on the album is is obviously different than Tom's. I really liked how they presented this because they, they, uh, you know, talked about each track. You not like edicts. They didn't go like so in, in a, like, you know, a big long spiel into it or anything like that. But they, I liked how they talked about it. It was kind of funny because even especially Lars, he almost kind of didn't have words to, to like, explain certain songs and i thought that was kind of funny yeah right before um you must burn he was just like it's ah like it was like, uh, like he was trying to explain the riff and i totally know what he meant too <laughs> right so 
you know, onto the album itself, you know, listening to it in the theater obviously was a better experience just because the, you know, the sound quality was just so much better than my, you know, my headphones or my earbuds. And, you know, I think maybe this album for me just has to grow on me because initially the first, you know, I've, I listened through it three times now. It just didn't hit me in the way that I, that I wanted to, wanted it to. And definitely not in the same way as some of their other albums. So I can certainly talk more at length about what was good and what I didn't like. I mean, I could certainly say that, you know, it was really surprising how Rob Trujillo really stuck out in this album. I mean, he really did right off the bat. And, you know, the bassist sometimes doesn't get a lot of love, right? Or a lot of um, the spotlight. Yeah, correct. But it seems yeah. like he... He and Tom knows this, but uh, you know, but it seemed like he got a little bit more. There was some like really ripping bass, uh, you know, riffs on here. So I really liked the emphasis on that. And um, you know, Lars was there. You know, I think he really accentuated Rob's bass and and vice versa. So there was like some cool openings that I really liked. Um, like like think, let's let's uh. Real quick, talk about talk about one. If you're if, if we're talking about Lars and Rob, sleek walk your life away. That groovy open with the tom drums and the bass, that's fucking cool. Yeah. And that and that's something yeah. different that Metallica has done like ever. Yeah, so I I like that part. I mean, I think you know when they started out with bass, even like Crown of Barbed Wire. I'm still like looking at the songs so I can like remember all of them. Um, that's okay. I'm that I was, I remember bits and pieces here and there. So. I'm learning here. So, you know, that was that was kind of a cool opening. I really like the production value of this album. I mean, I, they sounded good. And whereas, like, some of the other albums that they've put out, people kind of didn't always resonate with the production uh, quality. This had a good production quality because James sounded good. I mean, they all sound good. They do. Right? Um, I, I was really, I'll be honest, I was disappointed in Kirk. He, he put out a video where he was explaining, you know, cr he was talking about the criticisms of his solos, as in particular on Lux Eterna. And, he, you know, I liked what he said, but I'm also like, you know, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't his true brand. And, you know, you name any album and I can tell you, you know, a solo on that, that just is everything that it needs to be and more, you know. And I've talked about this before, like the one Kill solo, fade to black, ride the lightning. I mean, like, Kill em all. you know, um, Kill Em All, I would say. There's, there's only one right answer. The best solo on that album is Four Horsemen. There, you know, actually, Kill Em All doesn't have the best of his ability. I think as, you know, after that album, like, that's where he really shined. He really did. And just in a lot of different ways, in, in a lot of songs, too. So I wasn't really, I was kind of disappointed because it, it just felt like he was putting a solo to the song. And while that's that's fine and everything, I just feel like I want to hear something that I can't write. You know, I want to hear something that I couldn't have put together myself. And Metallica is very much like that. And I, I, and this album has a great concept. I mean, I think it's, it's a remarkable concept. I really like that idea. I just, it was a bit surprised at how, 
a bit doomy, the album sound, and, and certainly the Black Sabbath feel is there. But I felt like a lot of the songs didn't have the hook that I wanted. And it was kind of a little bit like lacking definition in points. There was pockets of good things, and I've, I've been kind of explaining that to people. Like there's some really good, some some have some good choruses, but like the verse is just not, I'm not feeling it. And I don't know. There was no moments where like I wanted to stand, you know, stand up out of my chair and just like, you know, jump up and down like I did on Hardwired to uh, Self Destruct, for example. You know, yeah. Like Halo, for example, like Moth into Flame. We heard that on Howard Stern. I remember this very specifically. Like I was like running all over my apartment at the time because I was so excited and I loved this this song and it just sounded so great. And I can't begin to, you know, I couldn't absolutely forget to mention Halo on Fire with that middle part. Hello, darkness, say goodbye. It, which is just that those are the parts that I was yearning for in this album that I feel like just weren't weren't there. Now this one, this album seems a bit different. It seems like more a bit of more of um experimental for them in a way. And last thing that I'll say, I mean, there's a lot I could say, but one other thing that I was really missing is where's the where is the melodic songs? Where's the fade to black? Where's the clean tone? You know, we didn't get any of that on this album, or barely in any of that. I mean, a little bit on Inamorata, but I was just... I actually was very disappointed in that song. And, of course, I swear to God, I promise you I didn't do that. Good Lord, it's like Metallica heard him talking. And they said, You must burn. <laughs> um... I want to work on getting Kyle back, y'all, but what I'm going to do is actually let you listen to some of the new 72 seasons. you there there we go all right we're back yeah all right what was the last thing that you heard Uh, well the last thing i heard you were talking about you were missing like the melodic you know pieces of that we've grown to love with metallica okay so i'll yeah i'll just i'll go through that real quick um i was really missing that piece because i wanted something like fade to black the day that never comes i wanted some clean tone and I mentioned Inamorata, like we get a little bit of that in this, in that song. And I actually thought that that would have been my favorite song because it's Metallica's longest and it just seemed like it would be something epic. And 
I don't know. I was kind of bored with it. Like I just like it didn't grab me. There was a couple of parts in there that were cool. There's a part in there that sounded straight out of Master of Puppets. Like, you know, it's like an Orion sounding part. And, and that was really cool. But, you know, I just didn't like really it didn't really resonate with me. And and maybe I might feel differently as time goes on because I was listening to it again today and I'm starting to like remember some of the songs and, you know, put it together. And uh, I don't know. I just like I'm not saying it's a bad album. I would I, I think it's a good album. I think it's just not what I wanted. And I, I think that, uh, I you know, honestly, like you must burn. I thought I would have been in love with that song. I, I'm like, I got nothing from it. Like not nothing, but I would just say like, I'm just, it's not when I would go to on this album right away. Interesting. It, I would say that the best representation of this album is still Lux Eterna because it is the most Metallica-y song. It's got, the chorus has hook. It's got a great riff. It's fast. It's in your face. It's, it's just everything that it needs to be. There's there's a lot of Metallica e songs on here because how do you define most Metallica right like Lex Eterna is like kill them all but then like if you think Black Album you're gonna think more sad but true something more mid tempo drivey with Sandman wherever I may roam and then like modern Metallica now this is who they are seventy two seasons is who Metallica is now and I'm thankful as one of Metallica's biggest fans because yeah, I I am on the op- opposite spectrum of Kyle here. And now, you know, you know, as long as, you know, you know, blood may be shed, but it, it probably won't. We're going to be completely civil about this because this is actually like the, one of the first times, um, Kyle and I have not seen eye to eye on like Metallica. We we're, we're normally pretty much there. Um, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, Kyle's opinion is incredibly valid and I do see what he says. Like you're talking about the, Lack of hooks, lack of courses. I understand it. If I didn't understand where he was coming from with that, and then I'd tell him he's a big piece of shit, and he should walk to the uh, into the Cal Sag and just float away forever. Um, you know what? I might just do that. Actually, c- could you? I might be happy to do that. Okay, please, please. For the, you know, you know, for, you know, for the betterment of society. But I digress. We're here. We're talking right now. So, um, but like. This so so like 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 so many initial things to say, you know. When I first heard seventy two seasons, you know, saw it in the theater. I avoided the leak. I, I I saw it in the theater, and and when I took it all in from start to finish, how Metallica had, you know had intended and wanted us to see it like that. I immediately wanted to just run home and just like listen to more, um, and I saw that as a good sign. Like there were so many things I wanted to hear again. I was driven to wanting to listen to You Must Burn Again because that, Kyle said lack of maybe getting up on running around your apartment kind of thing. You Must Burn, I wanted to jump out of my seat and just like, just kick a fucking baby giraffe over. It be in just because of how crunchy that damn, like, sad but true slash dream no more riff was. Um, I was so freaking good. Um, and there was a, there's there's a lot of, and and the the I love the Sabbath influence and and it it is doomy but I like Metallica doomy this is cool this is different this is 
you see where they're at with 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 all of this. You you're really in the headspace of the band. Um, I'm I'm connecting more. Um, you know, I never I never checked out those lyric videos before, but um, when I was sitting in my living room this morning, kind of just before going out with family to Disney, I was watching the lyric videos. Um, and then I loved you know seeing the words you know as I'm learning these songs, you know on the screen it was kind of helped me make connections to things. <coughs> Excuse me, um, and uh, you know to get the true themes in these songs and be reminded of the things that like James and Lars and Kirk and Rob said before the introductions on the movie. Um, you know these 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 lyrics connect. Um, these songs connect, especially like. I know James's overreaching arc of the album of like, you know, uh, Eternal Light. He wanted to call it Lux Eterna and got outvoted by everybody else, and they, they came up with seventy-two seasons. Because um, he's like, he's he more wanted the theme of it to be like finding the eternal light out of the darkness, um, which is I think something everybody struggles with or could make you know. Um, connection to so right off the bat before I even heard this album I'm like I'm I'm invested I'm in and did you yeah you mentioned the lyrics and did did you were you surprised at some of the lyrics when you read them when you like first listened to the song and then went back and read them because there is a lyric in shadows follow that I swear James was saying one thing, and I read it, and it was something else. Oh yeah, yeah. There were there were a few times um, I needed to go back to read them just because in the theater I couldn't make out everything as much as I wanted to. Um, nothing, I, re- <laughs> nothing stands out. But I, I on Shadows Follow, I thought he was saying Maga Wolf. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? I, and I was listening to the, to it today. I'm like, he's saying Maga Wolf, oh and I'm looking God. at it, and it's and it's not that. But I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure Metallica would do that. It's just what I heard. It's <laughs> it's just what I heard. I swear, I'm like, he's saying that, but it's like I thought, like this of this wolf with a Maga hat on. I don't oh know. <laughs> he just like ends up in the Metallica video somehow. That's freaking crazy. Um. <laughs> um. So yeah. So with just the connectivity all together and then just hearing and like Rob said something in his so what interview and it's like you can feel everybody's emotion playing you know being played through every note and you you know you may not like it but you can hear it you could feel it and I do I can hear it I could feel it um no I'm not to say like you know this is master puppets this is black album you know level right i don't i have no idea where 72 seasons lines up on my albums list it is way too early to rank i have over 30 years with most of these albums <laughs> uh, well a little less uh, let's say over 20 years with most of these albums um and i have barely over 12 hours with 72 seasons like i think Kyle and i can do an album ranking maybe in a few months but um, when we let this breathe, but um, I know it's not my least favorite. I can tell you that much. Um, but just going back and like the yearning because we have family in, so I didn't get a chance to listen to this like back to back to back to back to back like I probably would. And you know, I listened to it this morning, and then I went like twelve hours because we went to Epcot, and then didn't listen to it. But like all I was thinking about while we were there was fucking like oh, I want to get back and listen to seventy two seasons so hard, so hard, so hard. 
and then came home, listened to it a bunch before jumping on with Kyle on the podcast. And it's just, I didn't need 72 seasons to grow on me because I was, I connected with it immediately. But every time I go back and listen to it, there's just something else there that just grabs me in. Um, I like, like in, if anything, like the, the, like the one song, um, and which is growing on me now, but immediately when I heard it room of mirrors, I don't know why that one just kind of was like, all right, it's there. I, I need to listen to that one again, but that didn't like resonate immediately. I don't know what you thought about that yeah. song. That song does nothing for me. I will be perfectly honest. I've heard it three times and I'm just like, I get nothing from it. I don't know why that made it on the album. Um, I made a note of a melodic riff in Room of Mirrors that I actually am starting to really dig. That's like three and a half minutes in, three minutes and 30 seconds in. So I just want to make note of that for the listeners when you go back and listen to this banging of a melodic riff. Um, Metallica songs that treat them like my children, right? So Kyle's child, Room of Mirrors, does nothing for him. So he's going to make sure that they go to state school and... I'll suffocate him with a pillow. There we go. I suffocate him with a pillow. Um, well, like, no. I mean, you know, I'm being critical, but, like, this is still my favorite band of all time. Like, and, and somebody made a good point. Yeah, I'm allowed to be critical, just like we are with Disney, DC, and, and, every, and everything. I'm not a... I'm a fanboy, but I'm not a fanboy. Okay, so I will criticize anything that that I love, um, even when you're wrong. But you know, somebody, even and yeah, especially when I'm not wrong. But somebody made a good point earlier that you know this is better than no new Metallica, and Metallica's old. You know, unfortunately, right? You know, Kirk kind of looked like a melting ice cream a little bit. I mean, just a bit. Let me ask you a serious um, question but, about that. Is has he always been that socially awkward? Kirk? Yeah. I He seemed just I, I don't know in that video. I think I think um I think Lars is very extroverted. He seems like he does really well with people, but you know, James and Kirk just seem like they are very socially introverted. And that's and that's okay. I recognize that a lot because that's how I am and that's how I feel. I I imagine it's probably pretty hard for James to like interact with so many people. I can't even imagine the pressure of somebody like that feels on a day to day basis. You know, I have like no responsibilities other than my job. So, and I feel stressed and I feel like, you know, I don't want to chat with people. So I can't even imagine the pressure that goes into something like that, but for sure, for sure. Did you, um, did, did you listen to, to any of the Howard Stern interview by chance? No, I I um I saw them play what did I a few songs on Jimmy Kimmel. I was surprised they played Holier Than Thou. That was actually really cool that they played that. I love when they play and then that. Yeah. I watched. I I think I watched a little bit of Howard Stern. Whatever was on YouTube, okay. I think I'll have to go back. Well, like he was talking about you must burn. Yes. Yeah. Um so um they were Stern kept like trying to bring up the like darkness like as a topic and like being dark or like like he was he was taking it one way and like James kept really 
turning it back and like being like, no, it's about the light and like the good things. And so like you could tell James headspace. He's really good headspace. I am like, like I get this eerie vibe. No, not, not, not eerie, but I'm starting to get this similar, like St. Anger type of album vibe. Cause James is, it's, you know, he came out of rehab both times with, with, you know, both of these albums. So, and James is always, you know, clear head when they're doing this. He received more feedback from the band now. They did the same thing on St. Anger. So it's kind of, you know, hard, hard not to, you know, I mean, two different albums though. St. Anger and 72 Seasons, you can't compare. Those are two completely different albums. Um, he seemed like he, he was more relaxed and most definitely he, he looked like he was he looked like he was happy and I think you know give the man props I know addiction is is a horrible horrible struggle you know not that I work with addictions personally but I mean it comes up every once in a while I feel like I see more clients who have family members who struggle with it and sometimes they like they lose that battle and it's just fucking horrible and so um and obviously there's like food addiction. So if you've ever like, you know, I don't know. Right. That's, that's, that's some hard shit, but I can't even imagine what like being addicted to drugs or, or alcohol for that matter. So I, I, I'm I like that they're, drug. it's okay. Go on. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so I like that they seemed, you know, like they're, they're older, they're more mature, but they seem more relaxed and happy. That's just the one thing that I notice when watching them. And so like I really like that because one, it is not easy to keep up that lifestyle, you know, especially at that age, you know. And they're um, about to start touring in like two weeks for two years. Yeah. Dude, what's your so, thoughts on uh Crown of Barbed Wire? Because that fucking opening riff, man. Oh God, it's so good! And then in the middle with that, like, nah, 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 nah. I'm really shocked you don't like that. I I did like the opening to oh, that okay. song. Okay. That was Excellent. a cool. That was that was a cool opening. Um, the rest of the song didn't it didn't hit me. It didn't hit me as much. Well, I'm gonna hit and you because you're surprised. wrong. I mean, go on. No. <laughs> I mean, it's it's at the end of the day, it's art. You have to interpret it, right. you interpret it the way that you know everybody interprets interprets it differently. And I think I almost kind of like want to to feel differently about it. I want to feel connected. That's why I listen to this band. But I just didn't get that moment, you know, listening to this album. It was kind of like a, a bit of a disappointment. And again, like, you know, everybody I've talked to likes the album. They think it's great. Um, I'm in no way saying it's a bad album. Um, is it their best album? No. I mean, they're never going to write another, like, Master of Puppets or Injustice for All. But, you know, it just didn't, like, it didn't hit the same way as some of the al- other albums uh, have. So, but again, you know. Yeah. It's new Metallica, and that's that's a really great thing. The world always needs new Metallica, no matter what. And uh, if it was, if they were just you know playing, they were just jamming for seventy minutes. Oh, good. Oh, good. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, you back there? 
Okay. Yeah. I hope the the creators of Skype are Scott, listening oh because I want I have a message for you. You need to walk out into oncoming traffic and kill yourselves <laughs> because Skype is a horrible service that always seems to go down, especially when we do this podcast. I don't know if you're doing that to us specifically because we, we have nothing but... Uh, They're Marvel fans. You know, <laughs> Marvel fans. Yeah, it's Marvel fans. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> you know, we talk a lot of shit about Marvel and and they interrupt our our shitty podcast kyle i think i have a- although they must have they must have really liked the episode where we uh where we reviewed the holiday special <laughs> of star wars we did get a uh, that's our best episode we we got some listens quick on that episode actually i think some people were intrigued by the really? title yeah um yeah yeah that was we a probably like episode. what the fuck are they what the fuck are they smoking throughout a this? Fucking, i mean i was smoking kyle was sober as a stick um Kyle, let me ask you a question. Is your heart open to accepting 72 seasons into your life as a good album? I mean, I've said repeatedly today that, that <laughs> it's it's a good album. Okay, I'm okay. Not, I'm, I'm just saying it's not the album that I wanted, and I'm disappointed at that. It even this was this was very reminiscent of Hardwire to Self Destruct. There was a lot of you know, doomy, sludgy tracks. And I just like, you know, I think a few of those are good, but like when there's just repeated uh, tracks that sound like that, I just don't get into it as much, you know? What's um, what's, what's doomy on Hardwired? Like Dreaming No More, you know? Okay. That's that's pretty doomy. But what else? Like, um, I guess Am I Savage, maybe? That's Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. All right, all right, all right. I don't know. That's it's just fine. like it's it, it. the tone is very similar to that. And, yeah, obviously Black Sabbath is felt. There was even a little bit of load and reload. I forgot what I was listening to. I think it was Too Far Gone. There's like a middle part where James does this thing with the vocals. And I'm th- I think that th- it is this oh, song. Chasing and it Light just, it's very starts reminis- with the vocals, just like Fuel. Yeah, for sure. Um, but there was v- the vocals on Too Far Gone. There was He just had this like effect that sounded very reminiscent of Load and Reload. Got it. It's cool. Got it. We got to be screaming Temptation, James asked us, when, when they play If Darkness Had a Sun Live. I do like that lyric. That is a good part of that song, and it's catchy. That that was really interesting to hear that he had that lyric written forever, and he was just like waiting to put it into a song. That's pretty cool. You know, at least he doesn't lose things in his phone. <laughs> Kirk didn't lose things his in phone. his phone this time. Um, well, he didn't. He didn't have anything on his phone. That's, that's that was very apparent. <laughs> oh man. Man, Kyle Cosentino hates Kirk. Hammett. Although, uh, yeah, Kirk is just pissing me off. For fuck's sake, write a solo. Um, Too Far Gone had some cool guitar stuff on it. There was like a cool guitar harmony I really liked on, on it. I definitely appreciated that. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I'm just I'm criticizing Kirk not because I hate him. I love this man. This this is my favorite guitarist of all time. He's just. He's very capable of so much more. I just think like he's he's tired or something. 
And you just, you know, you just writes a solo for the song. Is it bad? No, I love hearing Kirk, you know, write fast as shit solos. It's good, but it's just, it's just not like anything that uh, we've received in the past. I mean, even like every album, I'm like, oh my God, I was listening to uh, Sirius XM right now has mandatory Metallica. So this is just what I'm listening to in the car. And I heard Unforgiven 3. This was off Death Magnetic, of course, and that solo just fucking rips. In that middle pe- in that middle part of the song, oh my god! So it's just like this is what I'm, this is what I'm wanting, you Kirk, know, stuff that sounds like that. Kirk had like a reason to come out on Death Magnetic and just fucking light it up because Saint Anger he didn't have the chance to write any solos. It's well documented in some kind of monster that you just that solos wouldn't work and Kirk was doing something else and it was fucking evident as day. Day that never comes. And just like Kyle mentioned, um, uh, Unforgiven 3, like just... I mean... He had something to You prove. know, though, I'll say this as a guitarist, is that and the a song therapist. doesn't always have... And as a, as a douchebag therapist with one a .5 star on therapycouse.com, um, it, a, a song doesn't always have to have a solo, you know, disturbed their first album didn't have any solos and that that's a legendary album. Now they started playing solos later on. Are they really like great and memorable? Not, not so much. I mean, they're, they're fine. They're like, they fit the song, but like, do they need to do that? Probably not. I'm just saying is like, you know, if the song needs a solo you know write something that fucking rips like write something that's legendary you know um think about like even other guitarists like zach wild i think it was i'm not sure if it was zach wild who wrote this or randy rhodes i'm gonna go with randy rhodes in this but the road to nowhere i mean that openings i don't know if you know this song but the opening is just a guitar solo and it just fucking wails I mean, even like a lot of Led Zeppelin solos, and this is for Brad, okay? So like everybody remembers the Stairway to Heaven solo. There's there's countless others like that. So I'm just, I guess what I'm saying is, is that, you know, where are the guitar solos nowadays? You know, where's the, like the solos that really rip and that are are memorable? Like you're not getting them as much anymore. That's fair. I thought my man Kirk would, would be like come out, you know, uh, you know, strong on this album because the last one he lost his fucking phone. I mean, he had some really good solos on Hardwired. Um, yeah, I like the solos. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, right now I don't know where to grade Kirk's solos for me as as a fan of Metallica. Um, nothing. I don't think you know. Maybe of the new songs that we just heard, completely jumped out to me yet. Um, as far as solos go, but we'll see. I, I'm still digesting this. Um, you know, Kirk has written better, but I'm still digesting it. I'm right there with you. You know, right now I feel like the solos that he ha- did create served a purpose. I hate calling it filler cause, just because I hate that word. Maybe it's because Star Wars fans are pissing me off with it, but um, <laughs> it's... Uh, you know, I yeah. think, um, you know... People who aren't Metallica fans are more like divisive and obnoxious than 
Star Wars fans, or, or at least they're, they're pretty close to, to that level. Because every article I've seen is filled with people that just are bitching. They were bitching before the album released, and I'm I'm sure they're they're still bitching yeah. right now. And it just it's the same recycled comments over and over again. I mean. At what point do we we move forward in our lives and say, We're, let's write something new, you know? Let's have a constructive criticism of a band, you know? Uh, they um, won't. I don't know what it is. They, they like, get so much hate online, and I, I just don't understand it. Popular gets hate. People hate what they don't understand. If you don't understand the world's greatest band, then just move it along. It costs no brain power. It costs nothing to just say nothing. And I go look at those comments, and I, I type a response so fast, and then I pull myself back. It's not worth fighting with these idiots. They don't understand. Somebody just went out of their way just to troll and comment. Didn't listen to it, It's but it sucks. It's just, you know, you look at that comment, you know somebody's trolling, but you look at it, and it, 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 it irks you. I've always called like- myself the uh, defender of the Metallica faith, and... I'm at the point of that where you just have to choose your battles. At the end of the day, you know what always is the grand determiner of success? It's the almighty dollar. And I'll tell you right now, there ain't nobody that's selling out arenas like Metallica. There ain't nobody that's getting the draw like Metallica, right? They and, have um, the reach. They absolutely do for a band 40-plus years. It's it's, And they always seems like they're... You know, I see young fans all the damn time. God knows my daughter's going to be a Metallica fan. And maybe, and, just maybe, she'll get to see them before they retire, but we'll see. And I'm going to say this right now, because Megadeth is not a better band than Metallica. Okay, here it comes. They never were. They never, they never were. They never will be. Dave Mustaine's not a better guitarist than James or Kirk. It's just not. He's just not. It's not about what you can play, it's what you produce. So shut the fuck up. Dave Mustaine's a fucking douchebag. Okay. Did he did he say something about seventy two seasons or or, or are you just picking no, on Dave for the I, hell I know of it? He, <laughs> um oh, I'm no, he hasn't said anything, but I know he will. And I don't like seventy two seasons. No, I'm it's more of like the the fans that think they know something. No. Like it's there's always the you know the group the people in the comments like they do not think like I can shred, <laughs> and he does. I mean, I'm not saying the guy's a bad guitarist, but like, you know, there's a reason why the Black Album still outsells any of their new albums. Like, they just come on, like, yeah. Well, well, it's money talks. It's people. just the Dave show. That's all. That's all Megadeth has turned into. It's just the Dave show. So. I I I actually I listened to their mo- his most recent album. I remember liking it, but then I must have not liked it as much as I thought because I have not gone back to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, you told me it was great, and I listened to it, and I'm like, this kind this sucks. And well, you're like, oh fuck you. Yeah, well, I didn't say fuck you. Well, I probably did. You know what? Fuck you. But now I'm being an adult right now, <laughs> and I'm saying I didn't go back to listen to it, so it's not as great as I said. I I I was caught up in emotion. Yeah, but, that was that, that was such a filler album, <laughs> horribly filler. Like, yeah, they just, I sure fillered like, your mother just, last night. 
Oh, get the fuck out of here. You and you and uh, Brad <laughs> with his sniffing other dudes' farts in Hawaii what? at some wedding. What? <laughs> he sent us that text earlier. He was, some guy was farting on him and he was sniffing yeah, his farts. That's why it was something. funny. Holy shit. That was funny. Winston thinks it's funny. He's sniffing guys, another guy's farts in Hawaii at a wedding. <laughs> Brad's not in Hawaii, but the Hawaii part was funny. Brad really is sniffing other guys' farts, though, and sending oh. us pictures of of him smelling where, farts. So, he's, I, so maybe I just misread that. So he's in, where is he at? Uh, he's in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know, right? A lot worse than Hawaii. God. They, yeah, a lot worse. I'm, they must have, like, really special farts there <laughs> that he and sniffing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you fart and you're high with heroin. Let me ask you a question. We've got probably about ten-ish minutes left of the podcast. Um, so we've you've heard the album top to bottom a couple times, I assume, maybe more. How do you feel about the four singles that they released now? Where they place within the album? Do you feel the same? Do you feel differently about those songs? I think those are the best songs of the album, uh-huh. and I think they chose them wisely okay uh I, I don't i don't didn't feel like any other ones like really just blew me blew me away and stuck out to me um more than those and even as i'm listening to them again and again like those are the the most catchy the most memorable so um maybe i might you know i'm gonna still continue to deep dive into this album and listen to it and so maybe i'll feel differently as time goes on but uh, that's you know that's kind of how I feel yeah. at the moment. Spark up a joint, especially the shit that sounds like Black Sabbath. Nothing sounds better high than like just jamming to some groovy Black Sabbath. You do it in a controlled environment. You're not at Disney. It's recreational in Illinois, man. Just go do it. I'm not the one that they warned you about in Dare. We're responsible adults. It's legal now. Yeah, I had a problem last time. Remember that? I do, but that's because one, I'm the idiot in that situation, and I've I've detailed yes, that. Yes, yes, you are. I've 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 detailed that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's too much stimuli, right? In like Walt Disney World, comparatively, you just chilling on your couch, watching Metallica or like listening to their new album. So, anyway, um. I know you're going to continue listening to it. I mean, I I for sure as hell am. Got to learn this album top to bottom. Scourge is going to cover uh, Kyle's least favorite song on the album, just to make him sad. We'll call. We'll cover Inamorata. Lots of talk of misery again on that song. It it definitely seemed like it was. I don't know, like the some of the like. Themes like and riffs were polar opposite, you know. Looking at screaming suicide, like it just start, starts out really, like it's kind of like upbeat and happy, but it's like a really kind of like a dark topic. So it's it's interesting how they kind of had that contrast with some of the songs. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Um, was Inamorata the song that James said was the battle with addiction? Not sh- I'm not sure. I can't remember which song that was. I don't know if I re- 
I don't know. I haven't seen the interview with him, so but I would certainly oh, love to. He said it at um, uh, before during the global movie event. He said it before one of the songs. He said one of them was about addiction. I just can't remember which one it was, unfortunately. I wasn't taking notes, so I was too involved. Uh, and, and can I just ask the moviegoers, Metallica fans, I went to go see it, specifically in the Disney Springs area. Y'all, chew with your fucking mouth closed. Good God. Oh, God. What is your problem? Were you raised by a goat? Like, 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 go on. Have you ever heard of the term misophonia or like the condition misophonia? I think so. And I, I I think I have it. I, I actually, I feel like I do have it with this specifically because like I have to have noise on when I'm around, when people are eating, even myself, like if I'm just sitting there in my house and it's quiet and I'm just eating like it'll just drive me crazy like I just can't handle people chewing and I would if I ever murdered somebody it was because they were chewing with their mouth <laughs> open in front of me and I, I know somebody somebody in particular in my family does this oh no and it's just like like is if I put on some sound I'm, I'm, I'm okay but if it's just sitting there like I want to stab them in the jaw <laughs> As do and I. it sounds like you, you had a resort fatty that uh, was enjoying some popcorn a little bit too much. It was god awful. Like I was so happy that when they finally like the, just started playing like those crappy Maria Menounos interviews with whoever that actress was. Like at least to get some sound in there to just ignore it. She's the one who she's the one who shit her pants. She's or, the one who shit her pants at WrestleMania. Yep, look it up. Really happened. Wow. She shit hot, her pants. Hot model shits her pants. That's just... She's, no, she's not. This is like a Hillary Swank thing, hot or not. Maria Menounos is not hot. You can't even say her name. She's, yeah, that's oh, right. She's very attractive. It's because she's not hot. Get the hell I can't out say of her name. How do you say her name? She's not attra- say a, her name. She's now, not as attractive go. as your mother, but she's, hey, she's certainly Hey, you must burn! Say her name, dick. Say your mother's name. Uh, no, say her name, Maria Menounos. Say it. <laughs> Maria Menounos. All right, there you go. You're proud of yourself. That Menu- you grew up in Chicago. Life. You're proud of yourself. Like I've been away. Yeah, I am. I've been in a real. See, I went to Arizona, so my Chicago too. I went to Arizona, so grew, my so my Hispanic should be a the, lot better. <laughs> this is you bad. grew up in the worst part of Chicago, El Slop. Remember, it's the El Cipian era, as, as Brother Rich told us. Yeah, it was you, well you choke on that. Oh yeah, it's, it's oh, very toxic. Yeah, you're talking like Mount Greenwood is anything to like be be proud about. Oh no, it's not. It's a it's a fucking dumpster fire shithole. If that's even a thing. You know what could fix our Skype problems is you moving to Florida. Yeah, you know what? Tell me about it because I got home I've, and I'm just I've like, tried. wow, I feel like shit again. And I just, well, we've had really nice weather actually this week. So it's kind of felt like I, you know, I, I'm in Florida, but I know, it, I think it's going to snow on Sunday or something like that or borderline snow. Oh my so, God. I mean, it's like, it's like in the eighties, it was like in the eighties today, like, you know, but it's going to fucking snow. Like, how does it go from like 90 to fucking 30 in like a day? Like, I just don't get how that weather system works. Gypsy like magic. That. It's just so insane. 
it's something. It's something. Mother Nature here is is like on fucking crack. Fickle bitch. Is there any uh, comic book news to just maybe touch on? If not, we can come back next yeah. week. With some, uh, yeah, yeah, Suicide go ahead. Squad, oh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is delayed until next February. What the fuck? And I think they specifically mentioned that the state of play just you know, made them realize that this was this game was not ready. Well, it didn't look like an Arkhamverse game. It's supposed to be in the Arkham. It didn't look anything like it. I, I don't know. It it just, whatever the case is, it just better be far from what Gotham Knights is because I'm sorry, you just can't defend that game. You just can't. It's a, it's a button masher. Did and you beat it? it? Is, no. I actually, you know what? I was on the plane and I decided, I'm like, do I want to continue Gotham Knights or do I want to play Arkham Origins? I'm like, I'm going to fucking play Arkham Origins. Uh-huh. Well I done. Go, I'd rather play, I rather would have played a 10-year-old game versus a newer Gotham Knights. So what does that tell you? Fair. Very, very fair. Um, yeah, so, uh, God, almost a year. Of, oh, God, it's just whatever. More time to play Survivor. And- Ah, uh, yeah, and Survivor's coming out. Um, Titans came back to HBO Max, but I kind of don't care. I don't, I don't feel like I either. need to watch it. I, 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 I keep telling myself I want to try to give season four another shot. I just lost, just, I truthfully just, I was keeping up with it and I just stopped. I don't know. I had like no drive to watch it anymore. It was weird. Um, but some news we did Were have. Were you mad that, that, uh, were you mad that they didn't show Nightwing's ass? Um, as in your fantasy. Why do you completely always have to bring up Dick Grayson's ass on this podcast, Kyle? Because you have all those pictures of it in your in your Star Wars room. I'm, Remember, it, I slept in there. It's I, like, yeah. why do you have all these pictures here? You at, at your request, you asked me to print these out. You sent me a unmarked and, envelope that on the top said clearly. From Kyle backwards oh, yeah. K because gonna, you you're, you're a five like, year old. That's just a lazy. That's just a lazy reply. You also had nudes of Lumpy, and I wasn't sure what to do with that. So, I got those exclusive at MegaCon Orlando. He was there. He signed them for me. That's when he. That's when Lumpy posed was Brad, for. Was was Brad with you? And did Brad sniff Lumpy's farts? I, potentially, after a bad TikTok deal, he probably was sniffing Lumpy's farts. I wonder how much he gets paid for that, or pays to sniff farts. Where did the podcast go off the rails today? We we were doing pretty good talking about Metallica, and then and then Kyle happened. You know, it tends what happens with Fourth Motherbox. Well, it's just you know, Brad just gives us the best material for our podcast, and so we have to thank him because it's just endless. I mean, that was, that was pretty weird today. What would we do? Saying that this dude just farted three times, and and Brad's like. 10 feet from his ass. So that was it. And was he a had weird... a really big smile on his face. So <laughs> I, I, I mean, what, what does he think we're going to do with that? <laughs> I mean, I'm point. sure he got up, I, I, he got up right in there and he just took a big old honk and whiff. <laughs> well, you guys have been great. We've been fourth <laughs> mother box somehow. And if the FCC doesn't show up to my front door, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. 
Follow us again at Fourth Motherbox on Instagram and wherever else that you see the burning fo- Motherbox. Um, Kyle, uh, th- thank you first off for going along this journey with us. We're huge Metallica fans. There will be, be more about Metallica as the tour takes shape. Um, and we just move forward. But we're here to deliver all the goods. Um, Kyle, as always, give us them final fucking thoughts. I've had a really long week, and I think I'm going to, you know, deep dive into this album some more. And, um, yeah, see, we'll see how I feel next week. You know, maybe my my opinion will change. Hopefully it will. Here's your melodic shit, Cosentino.